Hey everyone, welcome to Pop of Color Pod. Hey guys, this is Indian Ruby. We are two women of color with a mutual love for all things Bravo, pop culture, and astrology. So we're going to start today a little different and give a bit of background on why we created the show and how we know each other and an intro to our love of Bravo. So the premise of the show is to talk about Bravo, which we love, and little sprinklings of pop culture and astrology. Um, But we definitely want to focus on shows that promote people of color or have casts that are very inclusive and representative. So we talk about shows like Shaw's, Family Karma, Real Housewives of Potomac, and Below Deck series. Um, And then Indy and I know each other from college. We were two little classmates. I don't know if we actually ever, I think we took intro to Soch together because everybody was in that class together. Oh, yeah. That class was so fun. Because everyone was in it. With Linneman? Yeah. Well, let's not expose names. Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) He didn't consent to being part of this. Um, But I don't know if we met any earlier than that, to be honest. Because I think the same friends. Yeah. College was a hazy time, so. Well, (laughs) the haze, we found one another. And then we just kind of stayed in touch, stayed friends, and... India came up with the idea for us to do a podcast together because all we do to keep in touch is talk about Bravo mostly. Literally. Creative director of such. Would you say that's accurate? Yeah. So together we make a whole, a whole Capricorn. And yeah, we're just going to review this all the time. And there will be changes, so feel free to evolve and change with us as our pop of color continues. Yeah. How many have we actually recorded, Ruby, so far? I think recorded is probably like our fifth, but I think that we're going to have on the public. Maybe it's our second. Third. Um, Okay. Yeah. So we're out But either way, guys, yeah, we have plenty of evolving to do. Um grow with us grow with us come on this journey with us embrace us love us like candace said we are pregnant with possibility yes so support us with possibilities rate like like, subscribe comment comment. we're doing great i think (laughs) i would say we're experts by now so with also i love the bravo podcast i listen to them i love them but you know everyone has their own flair and so I just think as women of color and as women, we just can add different aspects that maybe some don't. We're meeting a need in the market, essentially. That's what much. we're doing. No enemies, then, all frenemies. <laughs> just like a little about ourselves. I am, my mom is from Puerto Rico. So the Latinx fam in the house, Caribbean fam, I'm here, even though I don't sound like it. <laughs> um i work in healthcare i work in research so the scientist jumps out from time to time but i shall not be here to lecture everybody on public health or science because i would have gray hair by now if i ever tried oh yeah i get the lectures um via text or dms yeah i love them she keeps me informed in private time but the pod is time for the trash um, although I will point out if people do things inaccurately because we're not going to be here promoting falsities. Yeah, never that. 
what about you, India? What's your life like outside of the pod? Um, so I am a mental health and wellness enthusiast and also a realtor. Um, so I help people buy houses and sell houses and help you know their mental health along the way, keep them in good spirits. And I love to also um, promote mental wellness. Mental wellness. Oh, <laughs> the Freudian slip just jumped out. Whoa, because mental escape in mental the year twenty one. Oh my gosh. Mental health and wellness strategies. And um, that's, yeah, that's me. This is us providing evidence that um, we have jobs and lives. (laughs) (laughs) Life, uh, questionable for me, pero here we are. Um, So let's get into it. We watch a lot. We're going to touch on other shows as we see fit as well. Like this will primarily be Bravo, but um, India is new to Bachelor Nation in the year 2021 of our Lord, uh, Rachel Lindsay, because Chris Harrison, boo. So we're going to talk about VIP, but first we'll start with our crown jewel, Real Housewives of Potomac. Number one, I can't believe we're still in Williamsburg and you and I lived there for four years. I know. <laughs> I can't believe they're still there. And they're really in King's Mill. Like they need to have some... I wish they were able to, like, have some more Williamsburg experiences. Like, I wish they were able to have, like, gone on a tour. Like, a ghost tour would have been fun. Yeah. Um, and, and, like, Bravo loves, like, a cheesy moment like that, too. I can't believe they did not capitalize on I that. Know. there Because it was, like, fall. I feel like things were open-ish last fall for Virginia. Yeah, because... I mean, in the trailer, Karen says, like, she got the first vaccine shot, so. Oh, yeah, the vaccination. Yeah, so I'm guessing it was around then. I, I just can't believe they didn't capitalize on it, though, because it was perfect. A and also, store. like, Giselle trying to pro- process people in colonial garb would have been a moment. All of yeah. them, really. But I just picture her interacting with the colonial folk, the way she interacts with children, which is poorly. Yeah. And so, with much disrespect, so. Again, lost opportunities. Can't believe they didn't go sit at College Deli and have a drink and play quarters. I know. Maybe they didn't get the go from, like, Colonial Wins, like, from the city to, like, record that stuff. Maybe. Yeah, they needed to partner with the tourism. Yeah. So maybe uh, they didn't do that. Bravo producers, if you bring people to Virginia in the future, Andy and I are available to do any cultural consultations you'd like and tour guide. And we'll be extras for free. For sure. I've just volunteered us. We're available at popofcolorpod at gmail.com. So when they opened, they're like all super drunk from the whiskey tasting. And they got that Chinese food. Where do you think that came from? Because I didn't recognize the packaging. I didn't either, but any Chinese food in Virginia is bomb compared to Atlanta. Like Atlanta has maybe too good. Oh, the Chinese food here sucks. Sucks. Yeah. It's it, it's really disappointing. There are a couple of good places here that I can like say like okay, I can order from here and not be disgusted. But yeah. anything from Virginia is going to be good. So who knows? I can't remember what Chinese food places are even in Williamsburg at this point. Ooh, sidebar. It just came to me because first I was going to tell you how Amber and I used to order. So before the days of Uber Eats, everybody imagine. You used to have to pay in cash 
and you'd have to call the person yourself and you'd have to meet a minimum for them to deliver to you since there weren't 75 fees. Uh, Amber and I used to order Chinese food and we'd walk around the whole floor trying to meet the minimum because if not, we would have to get, they gave us like a box that looked like that box they got of Chinese food and it'd literally be like $25, but it'd be a case and it would last us for at least 10 days. But this also reminds me that my roommate freshman year um, was a local from Williamsburg. She was Chinese American and her family owned a Chinese restaurant in Williamsburg. Did she ever invite me for dinner? No. Rude. We we had a contentious relationship, to be honest. Um, but that of like a big sister, little sister in retrospect, although we've never spoken again since we stopped living together. But and she had a toward affair with her now husband, who was the delivery boy at said Chinese restaurant. So well, maybe it was a moment there. Yeah. And then last I checked, they were married when I saw Facebook. Anyway, I hope everybody enjoyed that. <laughs> <laughs> it really took me back to a moment in 2008. Oh, I just flashed back to my freshman year. My first freshman roommate left. She I didn't move for like 20 out. minutes. She moved out and she said goodbye. Um, and I got another one. And we I feel like I know for a couple years. Where did you live freshman year? I lived in, um, not DuPont. I lived in Yale. Not Yale. Yates? Yates. <laughs> Yale. Yates. I lived in Yates. Sure. Yeah. Everybody, for the record, we went to Yale. <laughs> That's what we're going to start spreading now. I need the clout. We went to Yale, everybody. Once I'm gone from a place, I pretty much forget about it. That and most of the people. So don't ask me much because I don't remember. I can't. I can't. But the Chinese food, I mean, was the right thing to do. Because if you're drunk, there's nothing more. I don't think there's anything that hits better than like trash Chinese food. Oh, a good and if you tell it was some healthy BS, it wasn't like high class. That was the OG fried orange chicken. They had hella egg rolls. I saw them on Robin's plate and good rice. They had everything. So another sidebar. Um, I can sometimes just order a million egg rolls and a side of general so sauce and be completely content. Amen. That's how I feel about spring rolls. Like, you know how there's like the ones that are spring rolls, which is still fried, but they're like mm-hmm. just the it's veggie. A different wrapper. A little, yeah. yeah, like a little lighter. Um, one of my friends in California for like my birthday or holiday, something, she came over to my house. Um, she literally brought me a box from like a local Chinese place with just like probably 80 of them. And I was like, this is the best day oh my of my gosh. life. <laughs> that sounds like heaven perfection i was like eating them for 10 days but like there were guests but it was like a small intimate gathering of five or six so i would have stashed a million in the microwave for oink oink moi (laughs) (laughs) oh so robin was talking to herself while she was drunk it was amazing she was all of us in that moment because we've all had that moment where we're just like (laughs) we have like you feel that up before you go down when you're drunk and you just have like so much energy. And if you're by yourself or if like people aren't around, you like have to like get it out. I feel like I'll do that. Like I'll just start laughing or dancing if I'm like alone. Not that I'm drunk alone a lot, but you know what I'm saying? Like when people are doing other stuff and I can't be like paid attention to, I have to like get rid of all that energy the way she was just like, 
and threw the blanket over herself and was just like a hot mess before she went down for the count. Robin is also me saying, I'm not drunk because when I'm drunk, I love to say, I'm not drunk. What are you talking about? I'm sober. People are like, yeah, no, you're not. And I'm like, oh, well. Um, the way we did our pre-pod combo where we said about not claiming it, like, I just won't say it at all. Like, I'll just be quiet and not even, won't even give somebody the chance to, like, question me. I'm just like, no one will know I'm drunk if I don't say too many words. But then people know something's wrong if I'm not talking because when am I not? Like, so it's always an issue. <laughs> I'm always like, yeah, everything's good. And then I'm just like, Are you Dorit when you're drunk? What what did she do when she was drunk? No. I mean talking, like how Dorit just never lands the plane. Oh no. I it depends where we're at when we say the word drunk. Like if I'm just like good enough and we're just having fun and we're at a party, whatever. I mean, she's not talking. I have to find a dance floor. She's always dancing. Not trying to catch anybody, not trying to do anything. I'm just like, go, go, go. Let's oh, so do. you're like turtle time. But a good dancer, but yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, we're not here to perpetuate stereotypes, but I am Puerto Rican and I am a good dancer. Um, when I'm, it's over, it just gets real quiet. Like, we're not talking um I get real gold though like I will say I would make wild claims nothing offensive just like all of a sudden there's a swag that I think I have where I just say whatever I want I think I'm super charming you know it goes up or it goes down like it goes right or goes wrong no guarantees 50 50 I was in Vegas with friends a couple weekends ago and I wasn't like uh, I mean jury's out I was also sick I found out later but I don't think I was like too toasty, but there were these dudes like when we went back to our room who were staying next to us who were trying to get us to go out with them because creepy guys in Vegas, who's not. Um, And I swear, like every time they asked me a question, I just tried to end the conversation by like saying something negative and they just kept going. And I was like, what don't you understand about the fact that I want to go to sleep? Like, so full disclosure, we went to see a Jonas Brothers concert we were wearing Jonas Brothers t-shirts as 30-year-old women and they still wanted us to go to the club. They're like, yo, let's go to excess. And we're like, we're going to bed. Like, you don't know how old we are. And we were just at a Jonas Brothers concert. Do we look like we're trying to go to the club right now? And like, you got it, you got it. And of course, my dumbass chose to wear Lakers um, face masks. So they're like asking me questions about Kobe, like trying to be nostalgic. And I'm like, please leave me alone. And the one time I was straight with them, I was like, where are you guys from? And they were like, San Diego. And I said, oh, okay. They were like, what? What's wrong with San Diego? What's going on? And I was like, nothing is wrong with San Diego, my friend. Like, I just don't want to talk to you anymore. I just, what am I supposed to say back to that once you tell me where you're from? I don't care. I just want to go to sleep. We tried to send our friend's little sister off with them. We're like, you're younger. You have so much more to live for. Go with them. And she's like, (laughs) Oh, I'm not going with strangers by myself on Saturday. Um, so that's just a really Dorit long-winded way of saying, you know, I don't know who I am when I'm drunk. We're going to have to take a poll next time. We'll have to have guests on who know me. Oh, it depends on what level of drunk I am. If I'm not drunk, I can be pretty, like, judgy of myself and, like, as John would say, not very fun. 
But if I'm like tipsy to not, like... not very fun. <laughs> Jonathan, I know it's not short for Jonathan, but I love a Johnny name June. I'm, I'm not Johnny mad. June. Oh my, I'm not Johnny June. Johnny June. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I love the June thing since Shaw's. I'm like, oh, I'm gonna use that. With, I mean, it just goes together, Johnny June. But um, he probably will. Hate That's me for saying that. reparations to Gigi for the box braids. Yeah, he would hate me for saying that on the podcast. But whatever, embrace me, love me. But yeah, I can I can be very like standoffish when I'm not. Yeah, like I I'm not like. Maybe, like, when we were teenagers, but that's because you're just an annoying-ass teenager, like, but as an adult, I'm not, like, not trying to get in people's business, not being like, oh, my God, hi. I'm never, let it be known, I am never the girl in the bathroom who wants to become your friend. Mm. I cannot. No, no, and no. Never. I can I have friendly really. convos, but then I'm going back to where I came from, and you're not following me. No, no. Like, they're like, what's your name? I'm like, Susan, get away from me. I'm not telling you anything about myself. I hate strangers sober, so drunk. I'm like, definitely not. Especially if you're going to approach a drunk stranger. Oh, sorry. My neighbors are said bolting the door. Um, So anywho, they go to bed. Everybody's drunk. Karen does like fake friendship shit with Wendy and Scala, IDC. Don't care, don't care. And then we go back to Ashley in Alexandria or whatever it is. They live in Arlington. Um, when she said, we're the Darby Quartet, I just pictured all four of them in like barbershop quartet outfits. Like it was Mary Poppins, <laughs> including <laughs> Ashley. She wasn't Mary Poppins. She was in the like pinstripe jacket and white pants. too. <laughs> and so Ashley, if you're listening, I suggest you do that for a Christmas picture one year because I would love it. Send me one. But she got a she got like a ring from him with like little um, rhinestone not rhinestones that's shady with like gemstones of like each of their birthstones which I thought was really cute in theory if it wasn't Michael Darby doing it yeah and the you know dates engraved of their ages which you know it was like 2020 2019 1987 and then Michael's was like 1842 so they had all the years on there. <laughs> And then um, I was, like, watching the interactions. And, like, he's enjoying the children. They're, like, something about their relationship is, like, who agreed to what? Like, mm-hmm. did they book to? Because I look at him and, like, we know he has grown-ass children. And when he married her, did he truly know that she wanted kids? Did she say she was, like, undecided? Did she say she wanted them? And he said he, like... Where were they at when they agreed to get married? Because I just picture him saying, like, I raised my kids. I hate their mom. Sorry. Maybe he doesn't. We're not talking about families on here. I'm not trying to get Wendy to yell at me. Um, But, you know, he had his kids. He's not with their mother. He marries someone Ash's age. You know, he just wants, like, the peace. Like, he wants, like, to say he has a hot wife and he's old as fuck and is just rich and stuff. Like, did he really want to be a dad again? I mean, I wouldn't want to be a dad again at 75. What is he, 75? I'm just making up a number. But he's I was like, 70s. we're going to have to Google because this is dark. I think, like, maybe late 50s. We're really mean. No, he he's has- in his 70s. He's sure he's not India. He's 75. 
they need a receipt. I don't believe you. Like 75, he would not be walking. He's like 58, I'm sure. No, my grandparents still walk at 75. I mean, they're in their 80s. I'm saying they're not walking like him. Like he's active. They have... He's, they have a 29-year age difference. So she's 33, I think. So that makes him, okay, he's like 60-something. Yeah. Because 75 is, like, I had an auntie who just turned 74. Um, and, like, she's with it. But, like, you know, we're walking a little slower, speaking a little slow. You know, like, he is too snappy and trying to fuck Juan to be 75. Why did, um, oh, because I looked up Michael Darby age and then it pulls up 75, but it's another Michael Darby from Australia. <laughs> I'm like India. <laughs> that name is like not uncommon. No, not uncommon means wait. common. Okay. No, wait. It's not him, India. We're going to save that for another pod. We're going to no, save that. No, no, this is him. He ran for political office. For a Christian liberal Democratic Party, says he's a husband of Ashley Darby, and he is seven. He was born in nineteen fifty. Oh, so he's sixty-two. He was born in nineteen fifty-nine. All right, we're ending. We're ending the age debate. <gasps> All I know is it's not seventy-five. Seventy-five, <gasps> you're moving different, unless you're Jane Fonda. Sorry, when making you're a- problematic. You age like wine. I'm making a vomit noise because Darby, he's gonna go down. The idea of the age that I am now, or that we are, 30, and a child being born at this age, and then 30 years later, you decide to be with... I just... Okay. It's not for everyone. No. (laughs) But I just want to... Like, it's fine if they both are in agreement, but, like, it is what it is. But I feel like he might have said to her, like, sure, we can have kids, but you're taking care of that. And then she got on this television show and he can't say that on TV. So now yeah. he's acting nice. Like, I'm sure he likes them, um, loves them, probably. But like, will there be resentment there forever? Probably. I I see there being a time where like she has like met the requisites of the prenup and then leaves him. Oh, because yeah, she, the kids that she wanted and she got the money she wanted. Yeah, because she said, like, I never thought he was going to step up like that he is, like he is. I just didn't expect that. And it's like, oh, okay, well. And I feel like even the worst person, like, those are your children, right? And so you... And you, you love kids, even if you don't really want them when you have them. When right? you do have yeah. them, you love them. You're like, it's not your fault that this happened, so... And remember, I, he didn't want kids. Or he told her, like... I'm not sure I want to have children with you because I don't think because of the relationship you have with your mother I'm not sure if I want to have kids with you and I'm like he was just pulling anything he was just pulling shit out of his ass he to really try, didn't do this to try not to have kids with her and that because that was harsh like if someone told me that I would I would be heartbroken like so you don't think I'd be a good mother because of how my mother was not a great mother to me like and that's never true because we see people all the time who mm-hmm. hard parents, like hard childhoods, and they end up being great parents because they want to provide something different for their kids. Yeah. But yeah, it, and then we just like always gloss over the fact that, that at the season finale from last season, which like came on, you know, like right before the season premiered, 
where like she was like fighting him and cursing him while he fought white Chris in the finale. And then it was like in the little recaps they do, they were like, and the next day they went to the Bahamas for a family vacation. And like, that's where they conceived the second kid. It's like, that's not healthy. That's, those aren't healthy choices. Yeah. That's not something that. Nobody watch Bravo if you want models for healthy relationships, because it's not going to be there for anybody involved. But unfortunately, just coming from, or I don't know if I should say this, but there are men. Like, think hard. (laughs) I don't care. You're the editor. There are men that have a future mentality where it's like, I will give you a child so that you stay around, or I'm going to do this activity with you so that you so that like that's like our makeup you know and there are men with that mentality that do certain things without thinking of the long-term consequences of that action and actually producing a child from that you know from that just in the sense of like okay this is how i know how to make up with her is by doing this and shooting up the club as robin would say oh i still can't with that metaphor was wild to me oh. <laughs> um, sorry guys i'm i'm gonna keep this in the show so sorry guys but that's the truth no no but that's i think that's both parties like that's any couple yeah men women non-binary like a partner will make selfish choices that they don't realize the con- long-term consequences mm-hmm. of just for the immediate satisfaction mm-hmm. and it's just extra fucked up when it involves creating life that yeah. didn't ask for yeah. your nonsense because women men everybody doesn't um perfect segue my next bullet point says men are a mess parentheses childbirth <laughs> <laughs> because those childbirth stories when they were at the pool and they were talking about how people weren't how husbands weren't there how husbands were acting like little bitches all this stuff i was just like people really just don't want me to ever get married or have children because i'm just like why the fact so that, that Mia's the husband, phone? the fact that her ex-husband w- was like, I can't handle the stress of you giving a child, giving birth, and went to the club and then brought a PlayStation to like to plug up in the hospital. I, I can't. I can't. I would have been like, oh, I want to see the remote. Maybe it'll help with the contractions. And then I would have taken the remote and I would have fucking crushed it like on the skull of one of the nurses. They would have been collateral damage for the anger. Well, that I would have probably slammed it. I mean, we see why they got divorced, but like that's insane. And Robin didn't go into why Juan missed this, the birth of Carter. I think that's her second kid. But based on like the cheating that he was doing and things like that, it's like I wouldn't be surprised if he was off cheating when she gave birth, which sucks to say. And I like Robin and I like Juan, and I think that they actually have a great relationship. I think he just doesn't. Yeah, care we believe that relationship exists. Yeah, I don't think that he gives an f about the show. And there are a lot of men that would be like, okay, like this is your thing, and yeah. I don't want to be on it that much. Like, yeah, yeah. Don't involve me. So I just think that's where he is with it. I don't think that that means that he doesn't oh, care yeah. about her. But just all of those stories, I was like, Uh I was like, no, this isn't something to share in sister circle. Like, we don't we don't need to be reminded of all of that. They had event sesh for sure. Um, So then um, Candace does auditions for her song called I think it's called Drive Back. And she Mm -hmm. said, all of these women have driven back to their men. And when she said that Ashley's car is perpetually in reverse, I died. (laughs) I I could like. 
the way that I have become such a Candace fan this season is beyond my wildest imagination because season three I wanted to throw her off a cliff um and four so to to she just has every good line in the book so when she said that Ashley's like I love her loathing of Ashley because as great as Ashley is sometimes and she's our comedic relief and we know she's always going to keep the drama coming I love how much Candace loathes her I know it is I mean Candace is just so great this season with her with her confessionals, like her one-liners. When she said that, I cackled. Cackled out loud, like, oh. Perpetually in birth. And she was, like, giving me hand motions. She was doing everything. It was amazing. And then Robin gave us the shout-out that she was in a bad boy video, which I respect. Like, I'm like, okay, Robin. She's your choreography. She was, oh. yeah. She did great. I mean, and that scene was fun because that's like what girl strips actually are. Like whenever you have like, like my friends will come for like a weekend and we'll just kind of have a sleepover and we will still be rocking like Cheetah Girls. We watched like the Lindsay, Lindsay, wow, 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 wow. Freudian slip, Lizzie McGuire, not Lindsay Lohan. Enemies. Um, <laughs> Christmas episode. Um and one of my friends and I in our pajamas in like winter, we're trying to do like the choreography to the I Want Candy video. And we're like, this is hard. Like these little kids look like they're flying, but it is difficult. So that's kind of like what it is. And then um, my favorite was when Karen did her solo act and Escala yelled, go ahead, Surrey's finest. <laughs> they really made Surrey County look rough. I don't think I've, been there i think i've just heard of it like via friends and whatnot yeah i just know it's over like don't you have to like take a ferry to get there or something i think so yeah but the, the way they showed like a little shack and they just like labeled it surrey county i was like y'all are like, right like like i know it's not beverly hills darling but like come on can i common, just say the common folk deserve it too i wish that people would stop wearing these tiktok leggings like karen <gasps> And her TikTok legging outfit, like, they are not flattering. I bought them, and I was disappointed. And I sent them back swiftly. I saw a woman at the Brave Stadium wearing these TikTok leggings. And um, she had on a, a silk cami as the top. And I'm just like, No. This needs to end. This needs to end now. Um, Karen's leggings, like, that's why when people talk about Karen's fashion, I'm like, let's calm down. Like, Giselle can't match stuff. That's Giselle's issue. But Karen is, like, not that Karen, I think it was her blue outfit for that or something, was cute for this very presentation. But the leggings... I don't know why we haven't learned in 15 years that if you can see your skin through a legging, it should not be worn. If I can see your underwear through a legging, it should not be worn. Those are not leggings. Those are pieces of material on your body. That shouldn't happen. Or wear a hoodie that covers it because that's what... Correct. Because I have bought leggings that I'm like, okay, well, these back. These are comfortable, but you could see through them. So then I, you know wear something over it but these tiktok leggings they just gotta go like ugh. oh i survived all of college by doing like the tunic and legging look 
going out because it was just so easy. Just so, so easy. And then we found out, first of all, Karen almost gave me that JLo inauguration energy when she was like, let's get to work. I thought she was going to start singing Let's Get Loud, but. <laughs> let's get loud. Which people came to me because like, again, as ambassador of Puerto Rico and JLo, whenever she does something, people are like, did you see? How do you feel about that? I was like, first of all, I don't know her. I mean, more people texted me when she and Shakira did the Super Bowl than they did for my birthday prior. Like, everybody was like, are you okay? How do you feel? I was like, I didn't choreograph this. Like, I'm not responsible, but thank you. Um, But I thought the Let's Get Loud was fire for the inauguration because it's like, let's get loud for America. Let's get loud about the issues. Let's, you know. It's not just promo. That song is 20 years old. She's not promoting a 20-year-old song, like, trying to get it to the charts in, in 2021. You know what I'm saying? I thought it was great promo for who she is, but... Exactly. It's a brand. <laughs> like, it just makes me laugh every time I hear that song. You can like, also support America by getting loud. <laughs> People miss the moments. It was, J-Lo's um, a thinker, guys. You know, it was it was interesting, but, you know, I, I love J-Lo. I think J-Lo's great. I think she looks great. I think she's a great body. I think she makes great music. So I'll leave it at that. J-Lo and Dolce & Gabbana this week. Did you see that? At some Venice thing? At like a fashion show or something? Yeah, the Alta whatever. Ooh. I didn't see her outfit, but I saw that it was hailing there. And I'm like, I didn't see anyone post that. <laughs> yeah, we missed <laughs> We didn't hear about the weather, but we saw J-Lo in a crown and a jeweled bustier. It was giving very like Selena vibes, but I'm Dolce in 2021. Now. It was fire. Okay, Look it up. See. I did hear about, um, what's his face? taking back a car he gave her i'm like everyone yeah let's leave it at what's his face because he's insignificant i just think like it's so whack i mean that's what quavo did was so witty but i think that's just so whack like if you give it as a gift i also had an ex who took things back if you're listening to this ever bird in hell we don't acknowledge that person um yeah i'm saying that in support of you he took things back um, and I think that's just so whack. It's a gift. You don't take Especially it. once you reach that level of fame. Like, yeah. be tackier. Be tackier. How could you be any tackier? Oh, she looks great. One of the cardinal rules of this show is we hate tacky shit. So. Wow, she looks great. I mean, she always great. Looks great. She always looks great. Oh, my gosh. It's Jeez. phenomenal. How could a woman be any finer? Look at her body. Ugh. I stand. There's no choice but to. But uh, we also stand. Uh, LaDom Candles, what a drop. Ooh. I, because I started it on Sunday night and then like my TV was acting a mess because there's like thunderstorms all week. So I had to finish it the next day. When she announced the candles, like the dramatic irony, Shakespeare could never, Shakespeare could never give us a shock and a drop like that. Succession of shaking at Karen Huger, letting us know about LaDom Candles. Because that was like hidden. Miss Wendy went to her for advice on Anyi. And and Karen just had it in the back of her head. But as she specifically said, LaDom Candles are a three-wick candle. Not a one-wick candle, which means it can That was was fucking rude. I hope Wendy learned her lesson, but I don't think she's going to. That Karen is not her friend. Like, for everything people say about Giselle, Giselle was not lying. She's not Karen's friend. Karen is no. collecting 
subjects for her court those are not her friends and i mean i mean i get it because when you're when you have an, a concept in your head and you're working on it and someone comes to you and says oh like i'm doing this and you already had that in mind like i probably wouldn't have mentioned it either because it's like okay this isn't about me this is about you and just giving advice based on like okay what i'm already doing for my product so i get it and i feel like that would be a natural next progression with the perfume they have candles like i have yeah, it's already established yeah like i have mason margella candles like i can't you know, believe i just said that with a serious face uh Hughes brand out here but wilder shit has happened but yeah i feel like that's a natural progression like for her brand whereas wendy doesn't even have an llc um oh. or a business account or an ein or okay. anything like the basics she literally like, just made a candle and didn't do any of the business. Call before. me embarrassing. Like, if I want to start a project, I will still go to Barnes & Noble and get the Four Dummies book of whatever. Like, I got a dog for the first time, and I got puppies for dummies. And I learned some shit. And my yeah. dog is a good dog. Yeah, um, I did that. I bought I a book on right how now. to start a business so I could learn all of it. Exactly. So, Wendy... Get business for dummies. And don't That's you all. have don't, don't you have a, a tax person? Don't you have an accountant? I feel like she has an accountant. She probably has a financial planner. Why would she talk to them about it or her husband before she even like did any manufacturing and said like, hey, so what's the process like of getting this started? Because he's like, wait, you don't even have an LLC. So it's like you just spent money and you can't even report that or it's going to be too very difficult to report that with your taxes. Correct. Okay, I'm rambling, but that's that's that. Um, I was weak at them going to Seven Eleven and saying this. Uh, <laughs> I love. A I love that they didn't mention Seven Eleven. Like they had to like fade the sign and right. We see them making the slurpees and stuff, and I love that. That's what getting the key to Surrey County means is like access to Seven Eleven. Like that would be Yorktown though. Like if I got the key to Yorktown, I would get like unlimited Wawa. And, you know, maybe like the County Girl or Cinco de Mayo, something like that. Oh, I love a County Girl. If I had a, if I had a key to Hampton, I would get Endless Wawa for sure. Tommy's, Harpoon Larry's. What is Harpoon Larry's? The seafood place. There's another seafood okay. place on the rip, on the bay, or I don't know what it is. Some lake of body of water. Um, and I would get Endless food there too. That would be my choice. Yeah. But I mean, 7 Eleven hits too. I mean, I wouldn't eat the food there, but I love a Slurpee. I used to love a big bite 7 Eleven back in the day, and it's a keto. I could not believe, uh, I always want to call her Gia. I can't believe Mia was like, whatever his name is. Now I just think of it as G Money Thornton because I've seen it in that preview so many times. But like how G Money doesn't let her go to 7 Eleven. I was like, calm down. This is getting very Mary Cosby of like, we can't go to 7-Elevens because they're dangerous. Yeah, that's weird. I will never be above a 7-Eleven. And as we've said, a Wawa. Um, I can't I'm going to Wawa it. every episode I can. Again. You always need sponsorship to humble you. And I think that getting a Slurpee every now and then is a very humbling. I just can't believe they put in like a good three minutes of an episode about 7-Eleven. But here we are. Um, so they go to dinner. They come back. Um, me and a scholar are doing the Lord's work. They've learned that they needed to earn their keep. So they're doing messiness. I can't remember why I wrote that about a scholar, but Mia lied, said a bold faced lie to Wendy about something Giselle said. And then when Giselle 
said I didn't say that she literally was like well that's how I interpreted it I was like no like stop making oh my god her with the neck and then always the high pitch I'm like baby stop like why are you so theatric she's just trying like I like Mia but she's just trying very hard this season and you can tell that she doesn't really have like like that she's trying to play both sides and yeah you know pick a side like Escala is like you know Robin's my friend but I think that she's wrong for always defending Giselle and she can say that to Giselle and say like well you know and and Robin and say with her chest and you know and stand on it whereas Mia can't really stand on anything which is a problem um I cackled when Candace was telling who is she telling Karen or someone to not wear jeans and then they going to oh wearing jeans but like she actually looked normal she was just wearing yeah. jeans like and the she look, yeah she looked normal for Williamsburg and I actually didn't mind her outfit this time with the Gucci sweater and the top yeah dress. like her outfit was fine it was just like nobody communicated that to her also like if you're gonna have themes for meals you need to say that before the trip because I'm a practical packer like if I know what the activities are like I hate having extra stuff it stresses me out so like I will have an outfit for each beat of the day um and I'll only bring extra if like I don't know if something's going to fit me or if like I don't know what the weather's going to be like or whatever but I'd be like this is what I packed you didn't send out the dress code otherwise like I would worn pink whatever you want to do Wendy was doing a lot of like brave and confessional, but like quiet in real life stuff because they did like the toast. And I think like in the confessional, she did like all this rambling about how like toast to everybody whose husband doesn't love them or something like that. But in real life, she's not saying shit. So yeah, it's like toast she's she's giving like, a lot of air to real relationships with men who don't cheat on cheat on them. And I'm mm-hmm. like, you know, don't be so quick to judge because anything could happen and you have to be able to grow from that like robin and juan have been able to grow from it like shit happens unfortunately and i'm not saying that something is going to happen i hope nothing happens but it's like i just am never quick to be like braggy about my relationship versus someone else's or you know like like, because it's the classic like you don't need to tear them down to build yourself up yeah she's probably just fine because like she was attacked first quote unquote but you don't look any better like I everyone loves to get mad because I side with Giselle on everything because it's called bias everybody um but at the same time like I hate when people don't argue correctly like if we're gonna argue let's speak in facts not in like whatever comes out of your ass that you think is going to be like a jiffable line and so like when she and like was having her argument about Giselle like when, I forgot what she asked her, but she asked her a question and Wendy didn't answer any of the questions. Wendy just kept talking about how, like, no one's loyal to Giselle. Jamal is, you know, a dog, blah, 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 blah. It's like, and Giselle just says that because Giselle's like, I know that. I said that first. <laughs> like, have you seen season one? I am aware of everything. Like, I made a choice regardless. But she just said, like, a bunch of nonsense. And I agreed yeah. with Giselle when Karen, when Karen was like, she did the thing. It was like, Karen, she just spoke. She didn't really yeah. do much. And it's just like Giselle agrees that she's messy 
And, but I mean, obviously she doesn't plan on changing, but she, she like says like, I'm messy. And even when Mia said like the bitch word, she was like, Mia, I have enough. I understand enough things out of my own mouth. I don't need anyone exactly. to add on to it. Now, I do not like that Wendy came on to Robin about her relationship. Because to me, I agree with Robin. I think Robin was really hurt by it. Because you could see like kind of tears and anger in her eyes. Because it's like, that's how you really feel. Like, clearly, Wendy, that's how you really feel about my relationship. Is because you, at the first set, sight of being able to say something... You mm-hmm. say something about my relationship and how it's non-existent and not a real relationship. And so I see you and I hear you and I will act accordingly moving forward. So I do not at all. No, I mean, Robin is completely right because I I find that like that's like the most turn off thing to me and people. And I will always like remember when someone does that and I won't like make a scene, but like just like Robin said, like, you're not going to be invited to things anymore. I'm not telling you about my life anymore. Like the friendship's over Yeah. because if you were secretly holding on to something that you really dislike about me or in relation to me, then you weren't being honest with me. Like that's not friendship. Right. Like you have to be 100. Like, cause just, I would tell her stuff all the time. Do we think it's the nicest way? No. But Giselle's always like 100 with her with everything. And again, I agreed with her where it was like Wendy made a scene at the engagement, which when people act like that too, you know, it's fake Mm -hmm. when they're like, like the whole situation that she did at the finale did come on super fake to me. Um, But I was like, whatever, people are dramatic and need attention. Um, But then when she jumped out with the moment to say something, because like, again, the argument is like, they aren't, none of them think that Eddie's cheating. They're just saying like, hey, these rumors came out. And it's like kind of one of those arguments where it's hard because like you can't break the fourth wall that often and say like, but Ashley tried to. She was like, we have rumors written about us all the time. Like, are you just acting differently because you're upset that outside people are being malicious? Like none of them were trying to say bad stuff about her. Like, were Robin and Giselle judgy about how Wendy chooses to present herself? Like we discussed this in the last episode, like every woman can define like who they are and don't need to be boxed in that argument. Yes. Is like Wendy is right. But the argument about the rumors, like Wendy's not even acknowledging that they're not like trying to say anything that is true about the rumors. Nobody believes that they're just saying that this came out. Like, how do you feel about it? And she just won't even acknowledge it, which is, always a problem because I feel like not to be really surrendered but like if you own it and you're like hey this came out and it sucks but it's bullshit like check next done yeah and it can be like, like, in Beverly Hills with Mauricio she's like this yeah. is over and it's like you know I don't like the fact that like Beverly Hills they tend to like not mention things because they like have this like agreement to like not talk about rumors mm-hmm. on the show when it's like the rumors are a part of your life, which is a part of the show. And so if you're going to be on the show, be comfortable with like being able to bring these things up and to, cause I don't think Robin, you know, Giselle can be messy. And so we never know if Giselle's genuine or not, but Robin, I think she was very genuine in saying like, look, like I, I, I want you to do what you feel best is for you after you have children, get your body done, whatever. But I feel like there's been a change in your behavior. And I just want to make sure everything is good in the hood. Like, I don't, you know, because I do care about you. And yeah. I think Wendy received that. But I do not like that she was like, 
I apologize if that offended you. And it's like, or if I said anything to offend you. hate that apology. When people say, I apologize, I'm like, take it back. No, I apologize if that upset you. Like, take it back. I don't even want it. You don't apologize for what you did. I don't want it. We don't want it. And then we got our beautiful mid-season preview. Um, My favorite thing is when husbands fight, especially on the show when white husbands fight, like Michael and Chris are just This is the whitest privilege. I have to go. (laughs) Um, I still call Chris white Chris, even though Chris Samuels is our dearly departed because I just love him so much. <laughs> and then I'm ready for Dorothy to fuck it up in this music video. She's got to have a cameo. Oh, Dorothy. She must. Like, she was ready. She was like, I know the choreo too. Like, I was in a bad boy video once. <laughs> I wish. And of course, the iconic line from Eddie, was that salad? <laughs> when, um, Mia and Candace are throwing the salad at each other. At the couples retreat. I think the couples retreat is going to be good. It's like very married to medicine. Yeah. I love that. You need to go to the butt naked club. (laughs) G-Money is making an impact. Um, I'm nervous. I don't know if I like him more or less once we get to know him. Because I like him right now, but I'm really nervous. Yeah. And also like. Someone who left his previous partner for the girl he met at the strip club is, you know. Not no. the best character. And it's just like, he clearly got comfortable and doesn't care about cameras and drank a lot because he's like, you know what you got to do? Oh, that that was some alcohol because he had like the eyes. Yeah. Good that naked and Mia's like, everyone loves G-Money. And I'm like. <laughs> she, I mean, and we, we don't know how old any of them are either. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, art. I was like trying to say that acronym and I was like, it's not coming out smoothly. R-H-O-P always provides though mm-hmm. um we can briefly touch on Shaw's it was reunion part two I didn't finish it but it was just like all I remember is Mike and Paulina trying to trying to present a united front in the sham that is their relationship yeah and saying that all the text messages were spoof I'm like okay Bye. and then Reza's like and then having Nima, because Paulina was like well Nima got the same message and Reza's like okay like if Mike got 30 messages and 20 of them were spoofed. That doesn't mean the other 10 were. Like, that means, like, some of them were real. Mm-hmm. But, you know, whatever. Um, Destiny's contact's awful. Um, I, I I say this every time. Like, she reminds me of somebody I know, yet I stan it to infinity. Like, it's just, like, she's so tacky that it's great. Because it's, yeah. like, who she is, is, like all painted up all kind of weird accessories um she's like and she so means everything she says like uh, that's how I feel about housewives like Giselle and Steph is like excuse me even like the worst people quote-unquote except for Jax Taylor um who are like true to who they are but he's not he lies too which is why I don't like him but people who are just who they are unapologetically, like, will always win me over. Like, that's why I like London, who I missed with her babe, wasn't here. Um, she didn't earn a spot yet on the couch. But, like, even her I like because that's literally who she is. And so I love Destiny and all her Persian SoCal hoochie. Rainbow. Whatever. Rainbow Destiny is her name. Rainbow Destiny. No, Destiny's Rose. No, but she shop like she looks like she shops at Rainbow. Oh, 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 oh. 
excuse me let me not lose my credibility yeah everyone's favorite store rainbow she does give rainbow energy for sure rainbow destiny is such a great name i mean it's very cult child name i was like or very like stripper name yeah stripper which we or... support strippers on these podcasts but... i mean they're two in the same you know yeah you get in the cult you escape and then you go stripping to make money because you need freedom exactly all right so we're on the same page here <laughs> Um, I, I could not with like every single thing Mike said about Paulina and Paulina said about them. It was just like, so icky. It was like very Jackson, Brittany, where it's just like, they're going to ride together and die together. Like calling her his prized possession. Um, just like both of them denying that like he does anything wrong. Cause it's like, he can do whatever he wants to do. If you're fine with it, just admit that he acts like that and you don't care. Right. Like, for whatever reason, like, that they chose to be together. Like, the first episode, because we didn't cover it, like, when she was like, if he was controlling, would I wear this outfit? And I was like, yeah, you would, because he wants to see you in that outfit, you moron. Like, what are you talking about? So, they're icky. Andy was definitely trying to come for her at some points, because he was like, but were you drunk when you said that? <laughs> right. And I want to know what, what he, the tea that she told Destiny that Destiny won't talk about. Because obviously Gigi knows. And she's like, can I say it? And Gigi's like, no, we're just. Gigi, like, as much as I love her, it's like, stay out. Yeah. If it's like a fight between Destiny and Paulina, let them fight. Like, you don't need to catalyze it. Like, they're either going to say it or they're not going to say it. And I kind of respect that. Like, there's some stuff where it's like, it's not even about being on TV. It's like, you know what you did. I mean, that's always, always has the lasting impact. Like Lauren Conrad said to Heidi Montag, Mm -hmm. you know what you did. To this day, we don't know what she meant. We have theories, but we don't know, but that's what makes it good. So I appreciate Destiny, like at least staying loyal and just being like, that's your choice. That's your life. Yeah. And they hooked it out because MJ pretty much said like, I just want everyone to like get along. And she was having a sentimental, like MJ was crying throughout the, her and Reza, like, and I get it. They honestly had me kind of like teary eyed because it just sucks to see a friendship that was just so great go so bad um, and not be able to pick it back up where it left off because the spouses aren't on board. Um, MJ needs to be careful because she's like choosing the show over her marriage right now. And that's not going to go well. Cause again, we didn't get to cover the first part last week, but um, that little intro where she was getting mm-hmm. ready at her house and he was like, I don't care. Stop trying to come up and kiss me and stuff. Like, I don't want to be part of this. Like he's sick of this show and she really wants to be like in the Bravo verse. Like I forever see her commenting on like every Bravo celebrities post, like, always being like super flattered you know like in that way of like networking and like wanting to build these connections and like she helped help helped co-host bravo chat room one episode and you could tell she was so into it like she wants this so much and i'm like don't mess up your marriage for like doing this it's not but worth i also it. think part of it i think that part is definitely the bravo world but i think also it's like reza and her wanting to like have that relationship yeah. back with him the way that it was because like throughout the entire like reunion, it's like they just kept mentioning like the different dynamics between like her and Reza and like how the couples were pretty much or their spouses were keeping them from like having yeah. this 
constant upwards trajectory and they just kept like making like having steps backwards because it's like okay we can only and i think Gigi mentioned this because mike's like oh well i think that the spouses just don't need to be in it and Gigi's like well they kind of have to be because they keep hitting this wall because they get to a certain yeah. place and the spouses can't and then it's like it just spirals and so i kind of i mean i felt bad for them because mj was just kept crying and that was, and then they ended, you know, but, you know, they ended on a, we're going to work on this. And, God. Gonna, which I want them to. Like, I think that they're, like, that they, they're genuine friends. I think that they should work on it. I think that they were both wrong. I think that they just, like, their spouses they're, need to get over it. But yeah. Tommy's a New Yorker, a Queens New Yorker who's, like, very he's modish. Gonna, he's, he's, he's like, I can get to the point of tolerating him, but I, I'm not going to get to the point of ever being his friend. Um, yeah, so and I think that. Ben is right for saying like, and I don't want him around my kid. Period. Done. But it's kind of hard to not have like, if, if that's your best friend, like if if it were me, I would want my best friend to be in, in my kid's life because that's like you're the godmom, like you're the godfather, like essentially but he of also my child. stuff about all her abortions, aka like yeah, that shit was terrible, and he was all the first like. Babies. He was just so involved in himself, but I think forgiveness is a very powerful thing if you think that a relationship deserves that. And I think that what is lacking in this dynamic is real forgiveness. Yeah. That, that, there's my mental hellness. Oh, <laughs> she came up with the mental hellness. She said forgiveness is lacking or forgiveness is healing, whatever. <laughs> Depends on your POV. Yeah, I mean... I agree. Like it very much sounds like this is possible, but I think you can forgive and still have a, a like something like that fight. Like you're at a different spot now. And so it's yeah. not that they're not going to be friends, but there are boundaries. And I think that one is a fair boundary because it's like, they're not going to be best friends like that ever again. Yeah. Like period. It's sad, sad, but they're not going to be best friends like that. So or he doesn't deserve that stuff. And like, if he felt entitled to that, he would know that that would be completely irredeemable to say in the first place. You know what I'm saying? Like, he really wasn't being a good friend and he really doesn't deserve it. You know, it's like he deserves to be forgiven, um, but like held at a a position. It could take years. I think it's going to take a couple of years for them to get to a good space. I don't think it's going to happen like as fast as he would like or as fast as she would like. I think it's going to take because there's other people involved. I think it's going to take years. Absolutely. But I think they could get there if they keep working at it. And they seem like they wanted to because she was just crying at the end. And she was just like, it just really hurt me that like you really feel like we've made steps backwards. Like that really, you know, that really crushed me because I want to work on this with you. And like, I think she's hurting and I think that he's hurting. He's just like, I, I think they're going to work it out, but I think it's just going to take uh, some time. Yeah, I think they're. I think they're both inherently selfish people, so it's going to take a minute. Oh yeah, because again, it's going to require staying outside of yourself, and they have not done that in three years, so it's going to take a few more. But yeah, then Below Deck Med. I will say, like, I need you to watch original Below Deck because it's just like superior to Below Deck Med. Like, I always just get so frustrated, and like these next two weeks, I'm. Very anti-Katie, like least favorite chief stew I've ever encountered in my below deck experience. She's just like not a leader. You know what I'm saying? Like no leadership skills because 
like I think I've said this before, like below deck gives me very specific like associations with work because like what I do like with research participants is like very customer sort service oriented and like making it a pleasant experience for someone who's like dedicating so much time and effort mm-hmm. to like being part of something that doesn't guarantee they're going to get better. And so like you need to make everything like as smooth as possible and you have to communicate amongst like several parties to get everybody on the same page. So like I am literally chief stew of my workplace and I would not give a fuck if somebody had to change a fucking bunk if somebody was like mad that they like that we needed extra help because baby that's work we are not pals I tell people at work I'm like we're not friends we're colleagues and then I'll like wink like you know and then they'll be like oh so we're friends I'm like no we really aren't we're really colleagues like this is a professional environment yeah like there are just some things that could have easily been avoided because a Lexi had her drunk moment which was a lot a lot but I think that she yeah and I think that she was dealing with a lot because her dad passed away and her and um what's that Chloe Courtney had just talked about it that night and like cried about it so it's like she clearly was drinking to mask her pain of her dad passing away three months ago not being able to say goodbye like all of that stuff and it's like she had a drunk moment but that drunk moment wasn't while they were on the clock so it's like there needed to be a clear distinction I think that there need to be a clear distinction between, like, yeah. I mean, obviously they're on a boat, so there's not much of a distinction, but it's like, hey, this happened off the clock. Sorry for the little, I don't know what just happened. My computer's fast. It's a brand new MacBook. You know it was Lexi because she has us on her list. Oh, yeah. And, so, and she says she's the devil, which yeah. in tarot, Capricorn gotcha. is the devil sign. Um, and it is a goat, which is all devil references, but we are not demons. Um, we love Jesus on this podcast. Yeah, it has a psychological or a metaphorical meaning to it that I don't feel like getting into today, but we could get into it later. Um, but yeah, so Lexi that- had her drunken blow up, which is off the clock. But the trick with when you work in a place like that where you live, because like if you're in the military, if you're in another travel job, like even though you're quote friends with the people you work with, even though you're quote off the clock, like whenever you're with a colleague, like you're still liable for whatever you do. Cause like not to get dark, God forbid, like somebody assaults somebody else while they're off the clock gets in a fight, physical fight, you know, like that still has repercussions for your job. Yeah. Even if it's with somebody you don't work with, like when you have that behavior that like affects it. So like she definitely is, dealing with grief and no one can like give you a right way to go through that but also maybe not a right way is going on an international television show if you already have poor emotional regulation skills in your sober life right um, and already have a disregard for authority in your sober life and then decide to be on this television show because she was yelling like she was physically in people's faces like when she like put her little boobies up on lloyd uh non-consensually when she's like yelling at Lexi, all this stuff. I mean, her name is Lexi. When she's yelling at Malia, et cetera. It's like, and when her superior did say like, you need to calm down. And she like, bah, 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 don't care, don't care. Like, I'm like a zero tolerance policy. I would have been like, your ass is gone. Like you already are mediocre. And then you're acting like this. Like when you have the privilege of having a fairly good job, go take care of it. 
I would have given her another chance, but I wouldn't have tolerated the lack of work ethic, but I would have tried to address it ahead of time and being like, okay. And you have to be direct and stern with someone like that. You can't be nice. for sure. And she's like, and Katie like beats around the bush because she wants everyone to get along and roses and butterflies. And it's like, no, like you need to be direct and say, hey, like I know you're going through a hard time, but this can't happen again. What can we do? Like, because I'm um, focused on people's mental healthness. <laughs> oh, yes, you are. What I mean, I do? agree. Like, you need to give people their space. And it's just like, hey, you shouldn't, like, to me, though, it's just like, take somebody out of the equation. Because, like, when you're dealing with stuff, it's like, that's your coping mechanism. Like, if that's how things are going, like, you need to go take care of yourself. Like, go check in somewhere. Yeah. I say that truly, not trivially um like take care of your own like well, go I home. think that I think that she was a lot better this episode because she like drank a couple like drinks and was like with them in the hot tub and they were all like wow we really like this Lexi like and Lexi's like no I'm really chill like I just had a moment and it's like you know you have to be but like, I don't think that's grace. true yeah I, I mean I think that she can be a terrorizer people I don't think she's a I think that was her doing recovery work for sure I don't think she's like that. I think she is that girl, like, because she's Miss Bahamas 2013. So she is that girl when she goes out and she could be living in her high rise in Miami right now. She doesn't need to be on below deck, supposedly. Yeah. Like, she was that girl who just, like, when she goes out, she's like, I'm hot, buy me shots, meet, meet, me, And, like, it's fucked up and, like, throws up on her friend's hair in the bathroom. And then it's like, why would you be in the way of my vomit line? You know, like, she anybody else will be wrong. Like, I just can see that for her. Yeah. But that's really, like, there wasn't much more to say about this episode besides the fact that um, the the guests seem fun. There's, like, one lady who's, like, amored. Um, her name is Danielle. She was, like, wearing this weird suit. And oh, yeah, I saw she, like, twerked on. She's iconic. And then a note with Lexi, which I find irritating and I feel like she's doing on purpose, is, like, she learned that the new Dexter's name is Delaney. And so she said Delaney for a bit. But then she started saying Delaney. And you know she knows her name. That's not nice. This girl was sent to help your ass, and now you're going to start calling her the wrong name. Even though she doesn't know anything about being a stew and hates being a stew. And I don't think she does, though. Delani or Lexi? Delani. I think she doesn't mind. I think she's like, oh, you know, like, you know, when you don't know what job. But, like, her job's not that hard, and she's getting paid. And she needs to be on TV, so I think she's yeah. honestly fine. My only thing is, I wouldn't want to split but, tips with another person. I'm like, yeah, I gave into Peacock Premium, so we can talk about that later next week. Um, next week's episode, but oh, I can watch it because John bought Peacock Premium just for me. So <laughs> <laughs> John supports our dreams. He, so. he does. <laughs> um, watch it because I agree with that but the way everybody gets involved in the decision making I get livid I would have told everybody in that workplace to fuck off and die because that's what you have to do when you're in charge sometimes yeah. it's like cool you have feelings that is so great for you it is between the hours of 8 and 5 leave that shit at the door because that's not because what, what we're not doing today is having feelings at work that is not what we're doing today um, I work in public health, but I don't have mental healthness, unfortunately. <laughs> I have a, sometimes I have a little too much mental healthness, but I definitely like to consider someone's, at least when I 
was like a program director and like had staff under me I would always ask about their mental illness and like okay so what are some strategies that we can do to make to help with burnout with like counseling and stuff because I wanted them to be productive now if they did something that was completely illegal it's like I have no choice but to fire you but yeah I tried to help them as much as I could you know but it's like two strikes and you're out like yeah no three I was to say okay two strikes (laughs) two strikes once my English teacher from high school my AP English teacher said once is a coincidence twice is a habit three times a pattern we don't create patterns we nick it at the habit all right come on English I live by that saying to, to this day I like that yeah I feel the same way I will say though like what I do believe in is like if I'm trying to get a result out of somebody like that I work with that's on my team I will communicate in a way that I know will like work with them so like if they are like they love like a little small talk at the beginning I'll be like I went outside this weekend and saw a tree how are you like I'll do those little things because it, it does matter like you want your people to invest and like believe in you but when it comes to like well, I don't want to switch rooms or I don't want to split tips. It's like, well, then tell your teammate to work fucking harder. Like, then solve the problem. Like, when it comes to not problem solving, that's where I'm not with the feelings. I'm like, yeah, no. Get from A to B right now. We're Capricorns. Got to be a problem solver. And Katie's just not a problem solver. Correct. And I'll I'll save it for next week, my theory with her, because I was fucking sick of her. Um, no disrespect. I'm sure she's lovely. Not a leader. Not a chief stew I want. It made me miss Kate and Hannah so badly. Yeah. Um, moving on, let's touch real quick before we wrap up on Bachelor in Paradise. This is your first season of Paradise. You're very lucky because, like, the last two or so have been trash because people just, like, plan who they're going to date and then just stay with them and don't make good TV for three weeks. So this was, like, a little bit more organic, and I feel like with the pandemic, people were just, like, real thirsty. But you came in at a good time. What do you think? Yeah. I mean, this is honestly my first year really watching The Bachelor, too. So, unfortunately, Matt James was my first Bachelor experience. Um, or at least in the recent years. I haven't watched The Bachelor in literally a decade. Um, so, that was disappointing. Yeah. Matt James, um, if you're listening. Yeah, who, who I saw in Vegas. <laughs> yeah. He was actually with Rachel That's Lindsay. Fine. Disappointing. Um, saw the beard in Vegas. Thought it was James Harden. But... <laughs> I'm kidding. But <laughs> I, I'm liking Bachelor in Paradise. I'm liking some of the girls and some of the guys. Like the couples that I do like are Jacinda and Ivan. Even though yeah. this episode, obviously, something happens with Chris. Um, Serena P and Joe love, even though they have a 12 year age difference. I think Serena P needs that. Honestly, um, I think they're super cute. Grocery store Joe. Okay. Um, Marissa and Riley, I stan. Um, I love Riley. I used to get his name wrong. I thought it was Ripley. And so I used to call him Ripples when I would watch The Bachelorette. And I was like, come on, Ripples. Not Ripples. It still (laughs) rolls over. I'm like, oh, Ripples is on the beach. And I'm like, that's not his name. His name is Riley. Why can't I accept the truth? But I love him. Because he has ripples in his muscles. He surely does now. Yeah. He surely does. Marlon Kenny. Um, but I love Kenny's tattoos. Uh, he's just, I love a hot, like. I'm such trash for, like, a tacky tattoo. Like, I know uh, we said don't do tacky, but, like, his tattoos, the stars on the hips. Mm. 
Okay, okay, the stars and the hips is a lot. I didn't even see that. Gross. But the arm tattoos is what I was focused oh, on. Oh, so I'm alone. Okay, cool. The tan and art and the tan and like arm tattoos is like what oh, I'm a stand love for. I, half sleeve. Ugh. I love it. I love a I love a sleeve. I love a tattoo on a man though, obviously. Um Obviously. We know your <laughs> we know your better half. It look he looks Loves like Travis Barker, literally. Um But but yeah. Yeah, I um I have a feeling, so obviously we're recording on Tuesday, therefore the second half has not aired yet. We haven't seen the rose ceremony. I have a feeling the guys going home are James, which makes me sad because even though he doesn't do anything, I think he seems very sweet. Um, Ivan, I think, is going to go home. Um, I think Jessenia is going to switch to Chris. Jessenia, my sister in Puerto Rico. Mari and Jessenia. Two Boricuas on mm-hmm. Bachelorette, everybody. So Love the it. island's being represented. Love the representation um but i think sadly little ivanka is going home and then i think my two least favorite people carl and connor b are going home thank you yeah and i hope demi goes home but i haven't finished the episode so she she would be the next week because like this is just the guys because remember it's like oh yeah 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 half and half um yeah i think so so you have like really solid love triangles actually this whole episode because you have kenny mari demi um mari really just like fucked it up though by being like i want to go on a date with or like i want the chance to go on a date but i still want to be serious about you and he was like okay so that means like we can go on other dates which is like no that's not what i said and you know the 26 year old jumped out at her because she did not know what she was saying and then obviously he's a man he has tacky tattoos he's gonna go for demi um so they hit it the next day on his belated birthday um and i think they're more of a match honestly kenny and demi like it's all a little trashy i was like what's a nicer way to say that <laughs> um, we're oh, not gonna- i think kenny is so so hot i think he's hot is okay that we're not gonna use that word he's, he's a smoke show Oh, yeah, we love a smoke show on the series. And then, yeah, Jessenia's going to go for Chris. Um, everybody was pulling out the receipts on Instagram that, like, she did this little, like, um, Polaroid thing where she had visits for, she went to, like, San Diego in May right before they started filming, and she took a picture with Chris. So she got caught for meeting somebody, like, they met before the show. Oh, yeah, I saw. then did that. Um, and then who's the other highlight? Um Marissa forgot about Connor, which, like, men do it, too. I'm not vilifying her being a woman doing it, but, like, the way she completely, like, played Connor the first episode, being like, I'm so into you. You're such a good kisser. And then, like, Riley came through, and she was like, Connor whom? And the way they played Connor with that little creepy outfit he wore, and everybody was like, you're styling, man. I was like, either none of you are his friend or you all have garbage taste. It's like very TikTok pants. Like that outfit should be burned. Burn the outfit and the guitar. Yeah, burn him. No, we don't support violence. I like can't say anything bad about people because I'm like, okay, they deserve happy lives. I can't bring myself to do it, but he's the worst. Connor, just get a record deal and get off of ABC. No, don't get a record deal. Go teach math the way you said you did in Nashville just do that and don't try to do other careers i don't need it in my life yeah um and then yeah i'm sad that brendan's a tool because i'm confused by why i find him attractive 
um, we need to do like a separate episode at some point where we just do like the signs breakdown because there's like a lovely Instagram account that I followed for us called like Bachelor Horoscopes Ooh. and it has everybody's signs and there are so many mismatched pairings but you know we can't account for full charts here um, but there's like lots of fire signs lots of air signs which makes it lots of Scorpios lots of Scorpios which I find Ugh. interesting because that Ugh. you know like I never know what I get with Scorpio Serena P is a Scorpio Brendan is a Scorpio and they don't give me like that mystery energy which is wild but um just one last thing to touch on you're talking about her and Joe like I was thinking it's like 12 years so my cousin and I are 12 years apart we're super close I could see myself dating somebody like eight to ten years older than me but I'm an old soul and she I can't decide yet if she's an old soul or not because she's really vibrant she's really bubbly but she seems to be able to talk about serious stuff and he's obviously a child because he's 35 and on Bachelor in Paradise. So yeah, they she probably are sure. at the same emotional age, but yeah. it's still, it just looks cringe when you see it on the screen, 23 and 35. Yeah. I mean, she seems really mature. Um, and I like that she turned Matt James down and she's going to be known as a girl who sent the Bachelor home. Um, fair, <laughs> fair, fair, the, fair, fair, fair. Or sent the Bachelor. I love when she was like, why don't you know how to make a charcuterie board when they went on their one-on-one? Yeah. She was like, get taste, North Carolina. <laughs> okay. Like, so I like her. I like her and Joe. Um, I definitely like Googled Bachelor in Paradise and spoilers came up. So I'm trying. Oh, to, don't tell me. I'm not. I I I'll don't. I didn't want to dig too deep. Do a deep Google. It's not as fun. People do it. Yeah. But it's just fun. Um, so I'm trying to just enjoy it. Um, to Taj. Um, oh my God, Queen Taj. Queen Taj, but she, <laughs> um, I don't think her and Trey are going to be a good match, even though she dated his uncle. Um, and uh, I mean, because she did. <laughs> yeah, because. <laughs> Gross. I loved her stress eating the pasta. And then like, they didn't really explain why she was upset. Like everybody was having fights and she just like was alone and stressed and yelling at the yeah. ocean. And in that moment I said, I am Sichuan. Um, Oh, and Tammy, uh, love triangle. I don't know if you made it that far in the episode. She and Thomas and Aaron have a love triangle too. Uh, well, Tammy gets my nerves. So that's so weird. Everyone says that, and I did not like her on her season, which I don't think you watched Peter's season of The Bachelor. Mm-mm. Thank the Lord Jesus. It's is terrible. Peter the one that ended up being um, gay? Who's no, that- Peter. Peter was like right when the pandemic started and his mom was like the Cuban mom who was like talking shit about the girl he chose in Spanish on screen and they like subtitled it. Oh. It was, I mean, just Google Barb. Just Google Barb the Bachelor and you'll get the tea you want. Um, we'll talk about that offline, it's wild. But um, she was she was a villain on her season a little bit cause she was just like picking fights with like weak girls. Not, that's not nice, but like, you know, softer girls like she did easy targets which i hate when people do that um but she i like her on paradise and i liked her with aaron and like aaron is somebody who's like not my type but i find cute for some reason um and he has hilarious metaphors but she got a little bit of interest from thomas and she got up and like it's so funny like the way that like the castmates react because like she goes to this little day bed and she's like and Aaron's watching with Trey, and Trey's like Aaron's sidekick, and they're like, "Yo, that was the same daybed where she said she liked me, and now she's sitting with him on the same daybed, and probably talking about how she likes him too." 
and then she like got on top of Thomas and started making out with him and then Trey did something I don't like what people do for women where he was like she's human trash bag behavior all because she like made out with somebody and shout somebody like she's a consenting adult she's on bachelor in paradise yeah if she did that with your friend you would be supporting it but it's just because it's somebody you don't like you don't need to yeah. call women trash bags yeah i'm not a trey fan but um i liked him on his season but he's being real annoying this season on i didn't Par- like him on a season but i don't like guys who get involved in girl-like drama so um, you're needing to peter you're like stay out of women's fights yeah stay out of women's fight like you know, it's different when you're talking about it with your spouse and you're like talking about rumors and stuff, but to be like, and that's why I got kicked off the show. Cause it's like, you're too involved in, in like yeah. in the mix, like mind your business, like let yes. Thomas, let, let her figure out Thomas. Like you don't need to be captain save Like it's not necessary. Um, so when Thomas was obviously he's cute, he's handsome. He's he was gonna end up on another yeah. Bachelor season of something. Yeah, I don't see the cuteness in Thomas. I, don't I think get he's it. cute. Um, I mean, clearly most people think he's cute. Not my type. Not my type, but cute. There's yeah. a difference. A major. Well, that's how I feel about Aaron. Aaron is cute, even though he's not my type. Yeah. But I don't know. I don't. I don't see the Thomas thing. Like I really tried to because everybody's saying he's hot as fuck. I'm like maybe I have no taste. I don't think Aaron's cute either. But I think if if I wish that since Tammy's doing the whole Thomas thing, I wish that the other Serena M would have stayed longer because I I like her overall and I I, I don't think she has much of a personality. But I like her overall. And I wish that like, like. She's that want her who gets by by being part of the crew. Like, she yeah. gets to go places for free because she is willing to just be number seven on the call yeah. sheet. Like, I just wish that she would have found someone that she liked so that I could see more of her personality because I feel like the Matt James, I mean, Matt James is a I don't a think mess, she has so. any. Like, it's sad because, like, even Abigail and uh, what's his name, Noah, when they were talking and the conversation was about her having a bug in her nose. Like, and everybody likes Abigail, but doesn't really have a personality. Yeah, not enough for TV. Like, I don't think I would have enough personality for TV. I think that people would think I was boring. Um, I actually got a a DM to be cast for Married married at First Sight, and I politely... Stop! And we're not signing up? This This was for last season in Atlanta, and I politely declined. You were fragile a position at the time. Yeah, like, was, you were like, I've been heartbroken. I can't do this right now. And I'm dating someone, so. <laughs> I mean, that shouldn't have stopped you. I feel like that's what makes the TV good. Because then you're like, wait. I, I would have been like Chris. Like Chris was awful, and if I would have end up ended up with Chris, I would have. Ugh. Ugh. I don't watch these shows, so oh, he's an awful, I, he's I trust an awful you. human being, and I know. I only know the little man in real life because we're from Atlanta and Atlanta is small. So I hear things and he's an awful human being. Yeah. Is that the same one that Mr. Ed is from? The tiny man with no neck? Yep. No, wait. The tiny man with no neck. Tiny man with no neck. Never mind. Also, oh, well, I don't know. Cause love like at a first fiance sight. show or one of those. Yeah. Cause love at first sight was from, they were all from Atlanta too. Yuck. Not for me. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I politely declined um, and said no. Um, everyone would hate me because I would be too real about real. I was about to say, like, I could be on it because I, like, know how to, like, 
fake enough personality like people think that when i'm just doing theatrics that's who i am and i'm like no i'm doing that actually for your entertainment so you're fucking welcome that i'm entertaining oh my face um but like my true self pretty pretty boring pretty good at just like going to work coming home watching movies playing with dogs i would Uh, just have a bunch of memes of me yawning um i'd be asleep everywhere (laughs) i'd be (laughs) yawning and a memes of me going just scrunch face all them asking for me to kiss them and me being like "Mm, oh i would be on those shows like i feel like i could i feel like i would be what's the closest show i could be on maybe like a summer house but i would fight those girls yeah i I could be on a summer house because it's like drinking and having fun but married it for no no i would be like danielle on summer house i'd be like i'm not really here to talk to any of you i just want to go to parties for free yeah um, and be stylish. Um, yeah. And if any of those little girls came up to me, I would fight them because they're all just like such. You can just tell that they like try to pick a fight because they never fought in school. Mm-hmm. But you would just like literally like flick their forehead and they would start crying. Basically, Dorit and and Garcelle, pretty much. Ooh, wait one moment. I know you have to go, but Garcelle, when she said "fuck you, fuck you." fuck you and then kind of ran up on her at the end i was like please hit her i know that's not right i know we're not trying to get people of color represented in this way did you but see the- samuel's wine cellar smash her head on that goddamn rose table because it was the definition of microaggression yeah did you see the video of them saying like Dorit picking a fight and it was her and a girl scout cookie girl at the door <laughs> the girl cookie's like girl scout cookie i'm gonna have to send it to you it's hilarious it's hilarious i think it was on faces of bravo and i cackled laughing because pretty much Dorit picking a fight it's like you're taking jabs at me it's almost like a bully shut up it was shut stupid up. shut up just so stupid no just dress point. i just... love when garcelle was like case in point when she yeah. wouldn't like let her finish the conversation yeah. like do you not see what you're doing and everyone around is like i mean you do talk a lot so it was fucked up it was and then erica fun. having her atlanta moment with sutton which i like the i like the attitude but not toward sutton because sutton didn't, didn't deserve that sutton didn't do anything wrong and also like why is erica trying to portray this character now yeah like she's i mean i think that's who she like, really is if, i don't she's know from atlanta. i don't think i don't think she's like hard from atlanta though Mm, I don't know. She has that southern. I think she has that southern attitude and can pop off. And she just stays proper because of her relationship. Well, I just with think Tom. the way her voice inflections went a little. I was like, is this oh, I think the real her was coming out, and she was like, yeah, I'm not married to Tom anymore. I'm dealing with all of this bullshit. I don't give a f. And yeah, I guess. But I think I, that it was just not directed. I don't think. One, it, I don't know if I've ever been to Atlanta besides the airport, so. The aim was right, but the target was off. Target was way off. And it was just like, and also when people were like being confused outside and putting uh, liquor in the champagne, I was like, that's what makes shit good. Yeah. Like I've had tequila, champagne, and like ginger ale. Joy to the world. That's what I call that drink. I mean, with wine, I mean, with sangrias, you mix wine with. A lot of people don't know that. Yeah. With people are ignorant they don't and... know that you add the liquor because yeah. one of my cousins in puerto rico her mom makes it and um she would like drink half a pitcher of that sangria and then clean the whole house and be like oh i gotta take a break and then like falls asleep for the evening like, <laughs> people 
Because <laughs> you can put as much as you want, but people will do like vodka and rum and mm-hmm. something else and then the wine and yeah. the juice. And then you're like, what day is it? Who is Hunky Dory? Like Who you is Hunky Dory? Lost. Also, I loved Kathy saying she's going to have a gorilla. I don't know if that was this week or the other week, but I'm going to start saying that now. Trademark. Love it. But yeah, that's our week. We will maybe one day learn how not to ramble, but today's not that day. Probably not. You know, rambling is what makes things interesting. We'll just have more thoughtful rambles. Low conversation. It's called being natural. Called improv league. Um, it's called genius. So, but, yeah. Like, comment, comments. subscribe, yeah. follow at Pop of Color Pod on our Instagram. We're on Spotify, and we shall eventually join the Apple world as well. Oh check yeah, I'm still waiting for that to be approved. Or actually, I probably should check on that. Uh, we also have Twitter, Pop of Color Pod at Twitter. If you have anything that you would like to send us, um, not just you know merchandise. Obviously, we're not that far along, but questions or comments or anything. Feel free to comment on Spotify, Instagram, Twitter. Also, our Gmail is popofcolorpod at gmail.com. Um, we'd love some feedback, some comments. Um, I'm accepting and... secret admirers at this time. Yes, and we're only accepting five-star ratings. So if you have a rating less than five stars, save it. Kick rocks. And with that, we say stay blessed. Keep your mental healthness going. Yes. And we might love you one day, but not today. Adieu. Sluges. XOXO. Pop of color. Girl. <laughs> <laughs> Bye.